Section 18 of The Notebooks of Samuel Butler. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rebecca Nance. The Notebooks of Samuel Butler, edited by Henry Festing Jones. Section 18 Higgledy Piggledy. Preface to Volume 2 on indexing this volume as with volumes one and four which are already indexed and as no doubt will be the case with any that i may live to index later i am alarmed at the triviality of many of these notes the ineptitude of many and the obvious untenableness of many that i should have done much better to destroy elmsley in one of his letters to dr butler says that an author is the worst person to put one of his own works through the press life of dr butler Volume 1, page 88. It seems to me that he is the worst person also to make selections from his own notes, or indeed even in my case to write them. I cannot help it. They grew as with little disturbance they now stand. They are not meant for publication. The bad ones serve as bread for the jam of the good ones. It was less trouble to let them go than to think whether they ought not to be destroyed. The retort, however, is obvious. No thinking should have been required in respect of many. A glance should have consigned them to the waste-paper basket. I know it, and I know that many a one of those who look over these books, for that they will be looked over by not a few, I doubt not, will think me to have been a greater fool than I probably was. I cannot help it. I have at any rate the consolation of also knowing that however much I may have irritated, displeased, or disappointed them, they will not be able to tell me so and i think that to some such a record of passing moods and thoughts good bad and indifferent will be more valuable as throwing light upon the period to which it relates than it would have been if it had been edited with greater judgment besides volumes one and four being already bound i should not have had enough to form volumes two and three if i cut out all those that ought to be cut out june eighteen ninety eight p s if I had reread my preface to Volume 4, I need not have written the above. Waste Paper Baskets Everyone should keep a mental waste paper basket, and the older he grows, the more things he will consign to it, torn up to irrecoverable tatters. Flies in the Milk Jug Saving scraps is like picking flies out of the milk jug. We do not mind doing this, I suppose, because we feel sure the flies will never want to borrow money off us. We do not feel so sure about anything much bigger than a fly. If it were a mouse that had got into the milk jug, we should call the cat at once. My thoughts. They are like persons met upon a journey. I think them very agreeable at first, but soon find, as a rule, that I am tired of them. Our ideas. They are for the most part like bad sixpences, and we spend our lives in trying to pass them on one another. Cat ideas and mouse ideas. We can never get rid of mouse ideas completely. They keep turning up again and again and nibble, nibble, no matter how often we drive them off. The best way to keep them down is to have a few good, strong cat ideas which will embrace them and ensure they're not reappearing till they do so in another shape. Incoherency of new ideas An idea must not be condemned for being a little shy and incoherent. All new ideas are shy when introduced first among our old ones. We should have patience and see whether the incoherency is likely to wear off or wear on, in which latter case the sooner we get rid of them the better. An Apology for the Devil 
it must be remembered that we have only heard one side of the case. God has written all the books. Hallelujah! When we exclaim so triumphantly, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth, we only mean that we think no small beer of ourselves, that our God is a much greater God than anyone else's God, that he was our Father's God before us, and that it is all right, respectable, and as it should be. Hating. It does not matter much what a man hates, provided he hates something. Hamlet, Don Quixote, Mr. Pickwick, and others. The great characters of fiction live as truly as the memories of dead men. For the life after death, it is not necessary that a man or woman should have lived. Reputation. The evil that men do lives after them. Yes, and a good deal of the evil that they never did as well. Science and Business. The best class of scientific mind is the same as the best class of business mind. The great desideratum, in either case, is to know how much evidence is enough to warrant action. It is as unbusinesslike to want too much evidence before buying or selling as to be content with too little. The same kind of qualities are wanted in either case. The difference is that if the businessman makes a mistake, he commonly has to suffer for it, whereas it is rarely that scientific blundering, so long as it is confined to theory, entails loss on the blunderer. On the contrary, it very often brings him fame, money, and a pension. Hence, the businessman, if he is a good one, will take greater care not to overdo or underdo things than the scientific man can reasonably be expected to take. Scientists. There are two classes, those who want to know and do not care whether others think they know or not, and those who do not much care about knowing, but care very greatly about being reputed as knowing. Scientific Terminology. This is the Scylla's cave, which men of science are preparing for themselves to be able to pounce out upon us from it, and into which we cannot penetrate. Scientists and Drapers Why should the botanist, geologist, or otherist give himself such airs over the draper's assistant? Is it because he names his plants or specimens with Latin names, and divides them into genera and species, whereas the draper does not formulate his classifications? or at any rate only uses his mother tongue when he does? Yet how like the subdivisions of textile life are those to the animal and vegetable kingdoms? A few great families, cotton, linen, hempen, woolen, silk, mohair, alpaca, into what an infinite variety of genera and species do not these great families subdivide themselves? And does it take less labor, with less intelligence, to master all these and to acquire familiarity with their various habits, habitats, and prices, than it does to master the details of any other great branch of science? I do not know. But when I think of shulbreds on the one hand, and say the ornithological collections of the British Museum upon the other, I feel as though it would take me less trouble to master the second than the first. Men of Science if they are worthy of the name, they are indeed about God's path and about his bed and spying out all his ways. Sparks. Everything matters more than we think it does, and at the same time nothing matters so much as we think it does. The merest spark may set all Europe in a blaze, but though all Europe be set in a blaze twenty times over, the world will wag itself right again. Dumbbells. I regard them with suspicion as academic. Purgatory. Time is the only true purgatory. Greatness. He is greatest who is most often in men's good thoughts. 
the vanity of human wishes there is only one thing vainer and that is having no wishes jones's conscience he said he had not much conscience and what little he had was guilty nihilism the nihilists do not believe in nothing they only believe in nothing that does not commend itself to themselves that is they will not allow that anything may be beyond their comprehension as their comprehension is not great their creed is after all very nearly nihil unbreaking habits to begin knocking off the habit in the evening then the afternoon as well and finally the morning too is better than to begin cutting it off in the morning and then go on to the afternoon and the evening i speak from experience as regards smoking and can say that when one comes to within an hour or two of smoke time one begins to be impatient for it whereas there will be no impatience after the time for knocking off has been confirmed as a habit dogs the great pleasure of a dog is that you may make a fool of yourself with him and not only will he not scold you but he will make a fool of himself too future and past the will be and the has been touch us more nearly than the is so we are more tender towards children and old people than to those who are in the prime of life nature as the word is now commonly used it excludes nature's most interesting productions the works of man nature is usually taken to mean mountains rivers clouds and undomesticated animals and plants i am not indifferent to this half of nature but it interests me much less than the other half lucky and unlucky people are lucky and unlucky not according to what they get absolutely but according to the ratio between what they get and what they have been led to expect definitions one as no matter what cunning system of checks we devise we must in the end trust someone whom we do not check but to whom we give unreserved confidence so there is a point at which the understanding and mental processes must be taken as understood without further question or definition in words and i should say that this point should be fixed pretty early in the discussion two there is one class of mind that loves to lean on rules and definitions and another that discards them as far as possible a faddist will generally ask for a definition of faddism and one who is not a faddist will be impatient of being asked to give one three a definition is the enclosing a wilderness of idea within a wall of words four definitions are a kind of scratching and generally leave a sore place more sore than it was before five as love is too young to know what conscience is so truth and genius are too old to know what definition is money it has such an inherent power to run itself clear of taint that human ingenuity cannot devise the means of making it work permanent mischief any more than means can be found of torturing people beyond what they can bear even if a man founds a college of technical instruction the chances are ten to one that no one will be taught anything and that it will have been practically left to a number of excellent professors who will know very well what to do with it wit there is no professor of wit at either university surely they might as reasonably have a professor of wit as of poetry oxford and cambridge the dons are too busy educating the young men to be able to teach them anything cooking there is a higher average of good cooking at oxford and cambridge than elsewhere the cooking is better than the curriculum but there is no chair of cookery it is taught by apprenticeship in the kitchens perseus and st george 
These dragon slayers did not take lessons in dragon slaying, nor do leaders of forlorn hopes generally rehearse their parts beforehand. Small things may be rehearsed, but the greatest are always do-or-die, neck-or-nothing matters. Specialism and Generalism Woe to the specialist who is not a pretty fair generalist, and woe to the generalist who is not also a bit of a specialist. Silence and Tact Silence is not always tact, and it is tact that is golden, not silence. Truth-tellers Professional truth-tellers may be trusted to profess that they are telling the truth. Street preachers. These are the costermongers and barrowmen of the religious world. Providence and Othello. Providence, in making the rain fall also upon the sea, was like the man who, when he was to play Othello, must needs black himself all over. Providence and Improvidence. 1. We should no longer say, put your trust in providence, but in improvidence, for this is what we mean. 2. To put one's trust in God is only a longer way of saying that one will chance it. 3. There is nothing so imprudent or so improvident as overprudence or overprovidence. Epiphany. If providence could be seen at all, he would probably turn out to be a very disappointing person. A little wizened old gentleman with a cold in his head, a red nose, and a comforter around his neck, whistling o'er the furrowed land or crooning to himself as he goes aimlessly along the streets, poking his way about and loitering continually at shop windows and second-hand bookstalls. Fortune. Like wisdom, fortune crieth in the streets and no man regardeth. There is not an advertisement supplement to the times. Nay, hardly a half-sheet of newspaper that comes into a house wrapping up this or that but it gives information which would make a man's fortune if he could only spot it and detect the one paragraph that would do this among the ninety-nine which would wreck him if he had anything to do with them. Gold mines. Gold is not found in quartz alone. Its richest loads are in the eyes and ears of the public, but these are harder to work and to prospect than any quartz vein. Things and purses. Everything is like a purse. There may be money in it, and we can generally say by the feel of it whether there is or is not. Sometimes, however, we must turn it inside out before we can be quite sure whether there is anything in it or no. When I have turned a proposition inside out, put it to stand on its head and shaken it, I have often been surprised to find how much came out of it. Solomon in all his glory. But in the first place, the lilies do toil and spin after their own fashion, and in the next, it was not desirable that Solomon should be dressed like a lily of the valley. David's Teachers David said he had more understanding than his teachers. If his teachers were anything like mine, this need not imply much understanding on David's part. And if his teachers did not know more than the Psalms, it is absurd. It is merely swagger, like the German emperor. 1897 St. Michael He contended with the devil about the body of Moses. Now I do not believe that any reasonable person would contend about the body of Moses with the devil or with anyone else. One form of failure. From a worldly point of view, there is no mistake so great as that of being always right. Andromeda. The dragon was never in better health and spirits than on the morning when Perseus came down upon him. It is said that Andromeda told Perseus she had been thinking how remarkably well he was looking, he had got up quite in his usual health, and so on. When I said this to Ballard, 
a fellow art student at Heatherley's, and that other thing which I said about Andromeda in Life and Habit, he remarked that he wished it had been so in the poets. I looked at him. Ballard, I said. I also am the poets. Self-confidence. Nothing is ever any good unless it is thwarted with self-distrust, though in the main self-confident. Wandering. When the inclination is not obvious, the mind meanders or maunders as a stream in a flat meadow. Poverty. I shun it because I have found it so apt to become contagious, but I fancy my constitution is more seasoned against it now than formerly. I hope that what I have gone through may have made me immune. Pedals or drones. The discords of every age are rendered possible by being taken on a drone or pedal of cant, common form, and conventionality. This drone is, as it were, the flower and suet of a plum pudding. Evasive nature. She is one long this way and it isness, and at the same time that way and it isn'tness. She flies so like a snipe that she is hard to hit. Fashion. Fashion is like God. Man cannot see it in its holy of holies and live. And it is, like God, increate, springing out of nothing, yet the maker of all things, ever-changing, yet the same yesterday, today, and forever. Doctors and Clergymen A physician's physiology has much the same relation to his power of healing as a cleric's divinity has to his power of influencing conduct. God is love. I dare say, but what a mischievous devil love is. Common Chords If man is the tonic, and God the dominant, the devil is certainly the subdominant, and woman is the relative minor. God and the Devil God and the devil are an effort after specialization and division of labor. Sex The sexes are the first, or are among the first, great experiments in the social subdivision of labor. Women if you choose to insist on the analogies and points of resemblance between men and women, they are so great that the differences seem indeed small. If, on the other hand, you are in a mood for emphasizing the points of difference, you can show that men and women have hardly anything in common. And so with anything, if a man wants to make a case, he can generally find a way of doing so. Offers of Marriage Women sometimes say that they have had no offers and only wish that someone had ever proposed to them. This is not the right way to put it. What they should say is that though, like all women, they have been proposing to men all their lives, yet they grieve to remember that they have been invariably refused. Marriage 1. The question of marriage or non-marriage is only the question of whether it is better to be spoiled one way or another. 2. In matrimony, to hesitate is sometimes to be saved. 3. Inoculation, or a hair of the dog that is going to bite you. This principle should be introduced in respect of marriage and speculation. Life and love. To live is like to love. All reason is against it, and all healthy instinct for it. The basis of life. We may say what we will, but life is, au fond, sensual. Woman Suffrage I will vote for it when women have left off making a noise in the reading room of the British Museum, when they leave off wearing high headdresses in the pit of a theatre, and when I have seen as many as twelve women in all catch hold of the strap or bar on getting into an omnibus. Manners Maketh Man Yes, 
but they make women still more. Women and Religion It has been said that all sensible men are of the same religion and that no sensible man ever says what that religion is. So all sensible men are of the same opinion about women and no sensible man ever says what that opinion is. Happiness Behold, and see if there be any happiness like unto the happiness of the devils when they found themselves cast out of Mary Magdalene. Sorrow within sorrow. He was, in reality, damned glad. He told people he was sorry he was not more sorry, and here began the first genuine sorrow, for he was really sorry that people would not believe he was sorry that he was not more sorry. Going away. I can generally bear the separation, but I don't like the leave-taking. End of section 18. Recording by Rebecca Nance.